All right, we are recording. Hey, everybody, welcome. I am Stuart, the host of this fabulous program, which is called the Group Sales Power Hour. Our mission since 2015, when it was called the Ask Stuart Hour. So my, my dear travel advisors in the audience right now, who was here when it was called the Ask Stuart Hour in the very beginning? Now it's called the Group Sales Power Hour, right? So our mission since 2015, February to be exact, is to help you build a bigger, better group travel business. Now, the way this works, if you are an invited guest here on this uh, on this power hour, is this is highly interactive. It's not me talking for an hour, okay? I could do that, believe me, you give me a shot and I will talk for the hour, <laughs> but I won't because this is, is highly engaging. This is like a business coaching show. It's also a variety show, meaning we're not gonna focus on one subject only. And I need you to, to participate, let your fingers do the type and do the walk. And if you do really wanna say something and you want me to put your mic on, let me know. I can certainly do that. Otherwise, go ahead and type in, I'll try to keep up. We got a lot of people in the house right now, so it's tough. I'm making believe, by the way, when I say in the house, I mean that sincerely. I'm making believe that you're right here in my office with me right now. We're hanging out, having a conversation. Yeah, you. Hanging out right here, drinking some coffee from my favorite coffee shop in Nashville, Fido. So I'm going to take a sip. Mm -hmm. There we go. If you don't have a specific uh, situation, opportunity, challenge to bring forward today, okay. I mean, I want you to, I want to hear what you've got to say, what's on your mind. I also like to put this out there. It's like stump the coach. Go ahead and stump the coach. You got a, you got a question. You got an issue um, that you, you want to see if I can help you resolve. It'll be my pleasure to try. No guarantees. But so it's a business variety show in that we, we talk groups, but anything about your business, because I am a business coach, regardless of what business you're in. And oh my goodness, I have so many friends in the house. Hans, uh, wait, Mitch, howdy from Denver. Hey, Mitch, glad you're here. I can't wait to be on your podcast, Mitch. So cool. Individual travel is stumped by COVID. How do we resolve group anxiety over COVID? I hear you. Trinita's in the house. Mitch, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We are going to talk about that. Let me just see. Nope, she's not here yet. That's kind of strange. I hope everything's okay. Oh, you know what it is? They got, she's in Boston, friends. Nicole Barrett's in Boston. I wonder if, I don't know, maybe she lost power. She's got internet, something like that. That's possible. I don't know. Well, we're going to motor on because that's what we do. There's one thing I'm going to do first, though. And number one, yes, I'm wearing a different hat. I made, <laughs> I made a promise to you that for every episode, whenever we're together in a coaching call, I'm going to wear a different hat. And true to my word, I have not repeated the hat yet. Now, what I'm wearing right now is my is my straw hat uh, that I acquired when I was on a vacation. This is this is my vacation hat. What you're looking at, friends, right now, this is my comfy, cozy, chill vacation hat. I, I have worn this hat around pools when I'm sipping a margarita or a tequila. Just the tequila, sometimes the margarita is a little too sweet for me. I've worn this hat when I'm taking a stroll on the beach, when I'm out on, on boats, you know, uh, when, when I cruise the uh, the BVIs and a catamaran with Mike Marshev and friends. This hat's been around. Now, these glasses, these are my Ray-Bans. These are not prescriptions. So I, I wouldn't be able to see you if you were sitting here. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, and this is one of these shirts. Now, one more thing just to share with you. And there's a reason why I'm sharing this, okay? I, is this shirt, it's one of the most expensive shirts I've bought. It was over $100. You're like, that's not a lot of money. Or some of you are like, wow, that's a lot of money. Well, for me, you know, it's an expensive shirt. It was over 100 I bought it in Puerto Rico, in old El San Juan. I had flown in the day before. Uh, a ship arrived in Trinity. You might know this uh, being with Dream Vacations. I was doing, I don't know if I was doing a keynote or a workshop, no matter, but I flew in uh, the day before. So I was sure to be in San Juan on time to board the ship uh, partially the way through the cruise to do my speeches, do my work, because I was not able to be on all week. So I bought this shirt there. So this shirt 
is also my vacation shirt. It brings back fond memories of, of boarding. What ship was it? Um, wasn't Oasis, wasn't Allure, uh, wasn't Quantum, wasn't Harmony. Uh, I don't know. It was big, really big, and it was great fun. Let me come back first to tell you why I'm wearing this and why I gave you that description. When, when I started to describe the hat, and I've told you when I've worn this hat, and that normally when I'm wearing this hat, there's almost always a chilly cocktail in my left hand. Sometimes at night, after a lovely dinner under the moonlight, sometimes a cigar, almost always, there's another hand in my hand, and it's my wife, Kimberly. The reason why I'm sharing this with you is I wonder if, did it give you a little bit of a smile as I described that to you? Did it bring you back to the last time you were on vacation? Do you have a favorite hat that you wear? Do you have a favorite shirt that you wear? when you're on vacation, whether it's at a resort, whether it's on a cruise ship, whether it's on a riverboat ship, no, river cruise ship, uh-huh, whether it's on a motor, wherever, wherever it is, I bet you do. And friends, if you, if you want to be uber super incredibly successful, if you're not already there in your business, but take it to the next level, that's the way we need to talk to our clients on clients, prospects, and followers. Oh, Nicole's coming in. That's the way we need to talk to everyone on the phone. We need to, we need to sort of make believe that we're there. Hi, Nicole. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So how much snow do you have on the ground? Well... I think it's about six inches for now. Um, and it's still coming down, by the way. And just as I was about to get on, we lost power for about 45 seconds. I know. <laughs> and that's what I suspected. I told everybody, I said, yeah. I said, I bet you with the snow, there was a power and internet thing. Yeah, and all. But and I'm it came like, right back. It came right back, just like that. So here I am. <laughs> thank you for having the. Oh, anytime. The the grit and the tenacity because look Nicole right I you've been doing this a while I know yeah. when, when you go to use technology and something like that happens <laughs> it, it's it it is unnerving there's oh is. no right but can I tell you though it's it's it, like it, it has happened so many times that it's almost organized chaos now yeah. right it's like okay <laughs> this is what's happened first let's let's breathe let's breathe and then just figure out what's next. But luckily it came right back on. I was about to hop on my phone and go sit in my car. Okay, Stuart? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Because you you motored on, Nicole. Despite, yes, despite losing power, you said, I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to show up smiling. Well, hi, folks. It's good to see you. How are you? Do they have snow? Do you, do you know what's going on in their parts of the world, whoever is watching? Yeah, Buffy said she's got snow, but Michelle's out in the West Coast. She's got 55 degrees. Mitch is yeah, in that. Yeah, Denver. Michelle, we don't want to hear it. Unsolicited, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> so let me read. Some, let me read some of the contents. Uh, some of the some of the words here. So I, I was just telling everybody. You you missed it, Nicole. I had I had the whole the whole thing. What? I said this is this is this is one of my vacation get-ups. This is one of my outfits when I'm on vacation. And I, I just said, hey, I'm going to dress. Remember, we talked about this yesterday on your yes. podcast. Yes. That, you know, in order for us to not sell, but to immerse people in the experience, mm -hmm. we need to talk to people like yes. we're there, right? Right. Toes in the sand. Without expectations. Yep. Right. I feel a little underdressed here, Stuart. I feel like I need to find something. <laughs> you're you're good. You're fine. Uh, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Kisa says, hi, Stuart. This is Kisa from Detroit. Happy holidays. Hope Nicole can join. She is awesome to work with. Oh, there you hey, go. Kisa. If it's the same Kisa we're thinking about, Kisa is a student of mine. 
Oh, hey, Keith, uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> Michelle says, holy cow, yes, $100 shirt is a lot more than we typically spend on a shirt. I bet it has a story. So I told everybody I spent over $100 on the shirt when I was in Puerto Rico before I boarded a cruise ship. Um, and uh, Debbie said it was, it might have been Symphony of the Seas. Yeah, oh, wow, everyone's typing in a whole lot. Danny said a lot of snow in New Jersey. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Let, let's, let's get down to business here, and then I promise everybody I'm going to come back and read uh, all your comments, Doreen's in the house, Joanne's in the house, uh, uh, Trinita, Patrick, uh, everyone is typing in, and I'm so grateful. So Michelle P. out, out in uh, Huntington Beach, California, said, is Nicole from Jamaica? Yes, I am. Look at that. I'm originally from Jamaica. I spent most yeah. of my adult life, or most of my life, actually, in the United States, but going to back to Jamaica quite a bit, but yes. Jamaica man or yeah, man, so whatever you want to say it. The reason why you're here, Nicole, yeah, is because we we were brought together. The universe has brought us together because we had never it's met. Been trying before. to get us together for a while. Yep. So everybody, Nicole's got her own podcast. She's got a couple other businesses too. Her podcast is called Hey Travelpreneur, which I love. Because you got to say, hey, Travelpreneur, because there's hey. an exclamation point. That's right. And and I do mine. And we said, hey, let's do something together. So uh, guess what, everybody? I, I'm humbled to have been a guest on Nicole's show. So that's going to be broadcast soon. Uh, very excited. And, and Nicole's here because for so many reasons, I believe, Nicole, your expertise. No, no. Let me start off with the word passion. Ah. Your your passion, your commitment, your conviction uh, of this business, of this industry, and and I think the some tips you can share with us today, your observations you can share, some of the love you can give all of us today is going to give us a little lift. Whether ah. it's a foot of snow outside, or whether the sun is shining, whether we're stuck in the house because we're stuck in the house for obvious it reasons. Right. And so I want to read this and I want you to finish this statement for me. OK. Uh, and by the way, everybody, by the way, Nicole brings fascinating perspective, depth of perspective. Nicole uh, was a director of sales for Sandals and Beaches. Have you heard of them? Uh-huh. For 15 years, right? Very small Caribbean resort company. <laughs> so I'm going to read this and you finish, please. Because yeah. I know everybody wants, wants to hear, hear you talk. I started the Hey Travelpreneur podcast for many reasons, one of which was to be the go-to for simple and relevant marketing tips and strategies for travel entrepreneurs to help them create a thriving travel business and personal brand. The other reason was to have an outlet dot, 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 finish it. The other reason was to have an outlet for my own thoughts. Right. And to put my own perspective on things. You and I talked yesterday, Stuart, about obstacles. Right. And we talked a lot about simplicity and the fact that I one of my most favorite things to do is to remove the obstacles that are that have presented itself. Right. So the couple words that you mentioned, simple. Right. And I don't know if you use the word effective or relevant is the other word that you use. Mm -hmm. Those are my, that is where the magic lives to me. Like where those two intersect is where the magic is. I like to remove the obstacles in terms of like, I, you know, whether if you're on social media posting every day, I do that quite a bit, but sometimes it's not always, you're not always in the mood to do something like that, or you feel overwhelmed having to come up with content or whatever it is. And listen, I like to talk. <laughs> I don't like to write, but I sure like to talk. So I will, you know, I will do a live, I will do my podcast. And I created it because of my why. I needed to reach people to show them what they can do in their travel business, to show them how simple a marketing plan could be, to show them that they are super powerful and to mm -hmm. show them that they can put a plan in place. But if I'm not doing that because of the obstacles of, writing because I don't want to write, well, how else can I show up, mm -hmm. right? So I'm showing up with people who need to hear what I have to say. And that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, uh, I love it. And let's talk for a moment specifically about groups. Right. Uh, would, would you give us your 
would you give us your observation, Nicole? Then we're gonna we're gonna take a look at some of the questions here. Yep. And oh, by the way, everybody, uh, in case you you want to check out Nicole's podcast, I have uploaded a handout. The handout is a PDF of one page, sort of Nicole's one, one page, and it'll have the link there. So check it out. It's it's really fun and. Uh, here are some of the titles, by the way. And so I'm going to give you time to think about my question, Nicole. Yeah. I usually like to surprise you, but uh, give us your observations on the state of the groups right now. What are you, what are you thinking? What, what's the most important you think a travel advisor needs to hear right now? about, about the, You want me to answer now or you want me to think about it? Think about it. Give me a second here. So here, here's the variety you have, which is which is really impressive on your podcast, creating an online community of your ideal clients, storytelling in emails and social media. How do you use social media to grow your list? Getting clear on your ideal clients, setting your goals to nail your niche, <laughs> how to host a virtual event, organizing your client booking experience, simple marketing tweaks for big impact. That's good stuff. Right. That's good stuff. And I've had some really interesting guests, including yourself, Stuart. And your the episode that we recorded yesterday will come out in a couple of weeks. But I've I've been blessed to have some really, really good guests on the podcast who who knows what they're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And who shares, like you and I share, a mutual um love for the why and passion for who we're serving so it's been it's been absolutely phenomenal this uh this podcast journey and i by the way if the, you're my regular listeners out there love you guys love it but the word that i would use for groups in the state where we are right now Stuart, is connection right okay. like we need to be able to read the room we need to be able to read the world we need to be able to also read our own feelings and understand and realize that what we're feeling, a lot of people are probably also feeling the same thing. And for the past several months, we've missed that connection. Yes, we have the dial-up connection, we're on there right now, but we miss that people connection, right? Whether it's with friends or family, or even just you connecting your soul to a destination or another place, right, <laughs> in your state. Uh, people are looking to connect moving forward. So I say, hey, as, as travel agents or people who are connectors, who are memory makers, like this is now your time to shine and, and form and have people form those connections. I missed part of what you were talking about in the beginning, but what I caught with how you're dressed and everything is that immersive thing, right? Yes. Talking about what you're doing, talking about what you're feeling, not necessarily selling, like take the selling out of the sale, have conversations instead, share your thoughts. Talk about some personal things that you're thinking about. People want to connect with you, and then you're in turn going to help them connect with others in a group moving forward. Yes, I love it. Clear, concise. Yeah. Everybody, are you take? Are you consuming? Are you sponging what what Nicole is sharing with us here? And I, I'm going to ask this question. I know it's been asked a million times before, but it was one of the po first posted. I think it was Mitch, and it's on everyone's mind. With, mm -hmm. with this is reality what we're dealing with right now we there will be a corner and we're going to turn it we will be on the other side of this yeah. pandemic however right now what what's your take on how how do you how would you how would you suggest our travel advisors handle the tough questions from their clients and unclients and prospects and followers when it comes to COVID? What, what do you say? What do you? I say handle them with honesty and handle them with love. But before you even handle them, remember that you may not be asked these questions because of fear of asking or someone not knowing that you do have answers to these questions. So before you even do all of that, I would be proactive with the information. I would ask if there are any questions. I would share, you know, address the elephant in the room and share what's going on with COVID, share what's going on in travel and letting them know that things change and say, hey, please, I am here if you have any questions. I know it's an overwhelming situation. I know you may not be ready to travel, but what are the questions you think you're gonna have so that you can start traveling or when you start to think about traveling? Be proactive, 
and then handle the question and, and establish yourself as an expert by sharing your, your knowledge and your answers. Yes. Yeah. I'm Don't shy away from it. I'm going to hang on that. Establish mm -hmm. everybody. Listen, establish yourself as the expert after yeah. all. That's why they're hiring you. Cause you're the expert. What? Yes. Right? I mean, listen, everybody, they could book, whether it's individuals or groups, it's certainly right. harder for, a, uh, you know, a non-travel advisor to book a group. We all know that. And that's why you yeah. pick this niche. Yay. <laughs> However, they can book that same stateroom on, on uh, Monica, the seas. So sad. It's leaving the fleet uh, along with majesty and sovereign. They're already out. However, they can book that same stateroom, Nicole, 20,000 other places. So yes, they can. Why you friends? Why you, why you, you, you know, you and I talked about this, right? Is I believe even before the uh, pandemic, I mean, and it happens. It happens to the best of us. I feel it, Stuart. I know you feel it as well. Um, sometimes we feel a little bit of anxiety showing up. And my idea of showing up is whether you're speaking with your voice or you're showing up on camera here, or sometimes sometimes you're showing up in writing. There's anxiety surrounding that before the pandemic. And now during the pandemic, many of us have thought of or have taken action to put showing up on pause, mm -hmm. which I personally believe is a mistake. Now, I understand that there may be several, you know, reasons, understandably so, why you may do that. But if you're thinking of growing your business in 2021 or 2022 and beyond, the, you may not be getting the business now, but you, I think you still need to show up now and show up and still give information, show up and still show share content. Because when travel starts to open, they're going to remember who showed up, who answered those, their questions, who was there. They're not going to be thinking, you, you do not want them to be thinking at that time, okay, let me Google travel agent in my area. You should show up as a hero right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. And, and, and that's something to, you know, to give deeper thought to friends. If somebody Googled right now, a local travel professional or, or if they had a particular niche they were looking to do something would you pop up would you show up would right. you have any kind of a presence would you have right. a place that people know why they need you by yeah. using the right keywords even if you don't do fancy seo mm -hmm. um do they know you're alive that's what that's what do our friend yeah, no, you're alive. And and guess what? And, you know, to if you don't want to get involved. Maybe you don't want to get too much into SEO. I get it. Right. I mean, I talk about that with with some of my clients, but I don't dive too deep into it because I understand it's probably it's a very intimidating ground to stand on. I get it. But what about the other tools that are, are available to you? Emails, social media. Uh, Facebook or Instagram, like there are other ways for you to show up and give people a chance to choose you. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, I got to give and I agree credit to Mike Marshev, who who now is your your new friend too. Yeah. Uh, that those that's his that's his premise. Uh, tell him you're alive. Let him know you're do something. Make make some noise. So we got a question here, and understand the way this works, Nicole is I have no idea. But our dear friends, our beautiful audience, thank you. By the way, you, every you know, look, I'm looking at you at home right now. No, no, you're in my yeah. office. You're not at home. Everyone out there, all of you look beautiful. You look beautiful. And the next time everyone does a Zoom call, I want you to take this challenge. I want you to dress like you're on vacation. All right? <laughs> Everybody. See, I wish I had gotten the memo. I would have I shown up like I'm on vacation. Now I keep looking around for something to put on and I have nothing. I have my glasses and that's it. <laughs> so I thought of this 60 seconds before showtime. So here's Buffy's question. Yes. Would love to talk about pricing, especially how to include the cost of me hosting the group without knowing how many people will be attending. How do I know mm -hmm. how much to mark up per person? You want to give it a shot? Um, that depends, right? How much to mark up per person? I think that depends on and how it's being booked in the supplier, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so too. But I also, I also believe that you know, and for it's it's hard to put a price on it, right? So here's mm -hmm. here's what I like to think. Mm -hmm. Having enough confidence 
to say the price is the price. Like here is my value. So what you're covering is not necessarily the cost of my room or the cost of my meals, but you're covering the value that I bring with access to me, access to my knowledge, and access to how I can make you feel about this trip when we're on the trip. Mm -hmm. So while there are some underlying foundational things that you have to take into consideration, like the cost of the room, there's nothing wrong with placing your own personal value on something like that as well. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Stuart. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It, it's important, clearly, that you create a package. You bake, right. you bake the cost in. And mm -hmm. because you, you, if you don't have any history with this group, right, and you don't know, hey, are we going to have a dozen? Are we going to have 30? You know, right. again, I don't judge a group by the, the quantity of travelers. It's by the quality of the group. Right. Uh, I think I, I would suggest to Buffy also that, that after you determine, first and foremost, you determine what your fixed costs are that you got to cover, your cost yeah. of your traveling. Then you then you mark up to what your value is, what, what you know you're going to be doing, that you yeah. promise these people, hey, that's why you need me there. You don't right. want to do this group without me. Yeah. But I think you just, you sort of set a minimum and you, and you, and you let it be known, say, look, this is going to happen if we have a minimum of 10 guests. If we yeah. don't, game over, game off, because Buffy, you can't go back and say, geez, I'm only going to come if you get 10 people. If you get nine, I'm not coming. And the price right. has changed. Uh, to your point, Nicole, you got to make a decision, be bold, be courageous and say, this is the price point. And guess mm -hmm. what? Best of all, you get me. You get me. Like you are the secret sauce, man. You're the secret sauce. But also too, I don't, you know, I don't know how others feel about this, but when I see someone putting together a, a group trip, and mm -hmm. sometimes it sounds very harsh to say, if you know, I have to get 10 people or I have to get 12 people. And if we don't, we don't get 12 people, we're not gonna go. As the person who's looking into booking this group, all of a sudden now I feel like a uh, an overwhelmed like overwhelming responsibility, right? I almost feel like I have to now carry this group and me participating and getting others to participate is is very overwhelming and in a negative way. And I, I almost feel like some of that responsibility should not carry over to the people who you're trying to market to. A lot of that should be kept internally. What you're responsible for is to give reasons to the people why they should be coming. Give them reasons why they should be coming with you. Talk about what they're going to be doing. Get them emotionally attached to it. And take off the heavy responsibility of feeling like, well, it's not going to happen if 10 people doesn't go. All of a sudden now, I want to book with someone else. I don't want to book with you. I'm not giving you my deposit because it may not go. It may not happen. I want you to sell me on the dream, not on the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. Very well said. I like that a lot. Uh, awesome. Let me go to the boards here for a second. You've got shout outs from a lot of friends here. Oh, hi, uh, friends. Uh, Kisa is uh, one of your uh, followers, yeah. uh, also a former boot camper. Trinita says uh, hello. She, she gives, uh, gives you a big shout out. Uh, Michelle, we don't know when uh, Hey Travelpreneur featuring Stuart Cohen is going to be aired. We'll, we'll let Let's you know. Let's put a date out there, Stuart, shall we? Okay. So let's say the first week of January. Cool. The first Friday in January. I'm putting looking at my calendar now. Forgive me. Mm -hmm. uh, first Friday in January is is that January first? Yes, it uh, sure is. is. It? Yeah. Cool. It's uh, there you sure, go. Actually, it's, I'm sorry. It's the second the second Friday in January. So January eighth. January eighth. Look out for Stewart's episode. Excellent. Thank you. We had we had how about, it was that, really, how about that for commitment. I love it. You heard <laughs> it here. It's down. It's it's been recorded. <laughs> it's been recorded. <laughs> but hey, I will Lindsay. say I will I will share some video clips by the way, Stuart, because uh, we we did a recording an audio recording, but we also did a video recording. So I'll share some clips leading up to that, and I'll share some clips with you too, Richard. And you can Richard, sorry, Stuart, and we can you can share it in this group. Perfect. Love it. That's great. Uh, let's see. Lynn's in the house. She said it's 18 degrees in New Hampshire. She got over a foot of snow so far, two to three feet on the I'm deck. I'm much closer it's... to Lynn. 
Karen, yes. Karen D, who's a boot camper and coming to the mastermind, says, for the oldies who remember Barbara Mangini, I do. She was a very dear friend and an inspiration for me. Uh, she recommends writing a love letter to potential group ah. leaders. Three things it must have. I'm, I'm reading what Karen wrote here. Listen, everybody. Mm -hmm. Begin with flattery. State your intentions. And show your worthiness. We talked yes. about this recently for, for Ryan and I. So Ryan is a boot camper too. So Karen and Ryan are, are collaborating on some, some group efforts. Uh, and, oh, I don't think I'm going to read this right now. But this is this is really, really good. I'm going to mark this and come back to it, Karen. But but they're, they're working on collaborating on going to get golf groups. Uh, um, speaking, speaking of golf groups, Jamaica has a number of golf courses. But I wanted to ask you this question. As, mm -hmm. a, as a former supplier, I yes. was a former supplier too, which I like to call brands, but in our lingo, it's supplier. Tell us in your 15 years, because maybe this will be interesting and insightful right. to share your hindsight. In your 15 years, they're working with hundreds, thousands of travel advisors. What, what frustrated you the most? What do you wish they did more of or less of to be more successful. What could you share that's still relevant today mm -hmm. to help mm -hmm. them grow? Okay. Um, I wish that people would consider their ideal audience in, in what they're selling. So, you know, you and I talked about this too, Stuart, about yes, there are different places that you can take people based, you know, maybe it's where people want to go, right? Not necessarily mm -hmm. giving them what you want to give them, but giving them what they need. Not yeah. necessarily planning group trips always based on places that you want to go, but also places that may be of interest or interest that may be, uh, that can be turned into some sort, sort of group travel, right? And mm -hmm. then maybe once or twice a year saying, hey, you know what, personally, I want to go to South Africa, so I'm putting together a group to South Africa. Maybe you can you do something like that, right? Mm -hmm. What I would like to see more of, especially even from you know selling one particular supplier, there are people who only sell sandals or sell 95% of what they sell is sandals, or people who only sell Royal Caribbean and 90% of what they sell is Royal Caribbean. I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. And if that is your market and you're 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 making you're reaching your goals doing that. Fantastic. If you're not just doing it as a hobby and you're real doing it just to make like to, to build a proper business. Fantastic. But I would also like you to consider based on where your clients are, how to reach them based on what you have to sell and not necessarily pushing something because it, it is of benefit to you. Um, and I'm not sure how much clearer I can, how much more clear I can, I can be on that. But I, you're not in your head like you understand exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I do. So is it that concept? It's, it's not about you. It's it, not about you. Yeah. But you know, and you, you probably heard me say before, you're the secret sauce. And, and sometimes I contradict myself when I say that. But I, if you get it, you get it. You're the secret sauce. It is about having people choose you and you need to show them more of you for them to choose you. Mm -hmm. However, it is also not about you, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to look at the people who you're serving, look at your why, the people who you're trying to attract. What do they need? What are the questions that they're asking? What, you know, and not thinking, oh, those questions are beneath me or those mm -hmm. type of travel opportunities are beneath me. But if you're here to serve them, think about what they need. And then take the questions that they're asking, answer them, create content in your own way, because now it becomes about you providing information to them. So this is this is big. This is great, especially relevant right now and for 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 the foreseeable months. In other words, right. we're all stuck in the home thing and we're, we're, I know a lot of especially a lot of folks who are, are listening right now right here right now are, are doing presentations and zoom presentations for the first time which which is awesome however how many of us are saying wait a minute am I going out there and promoting and talking about what what I want to talk about versus what what do my followers expect from me what do they need to hear yeah. now if if they want to hear something different, then 
then hang on, there's a misalignment here. The, mm -hmm. the people on your list, maybe they don't know really what your true love and desires and passions are, or maybe right. you're just selling what you think you want to sell because you're going to make a big profit. Exactly. If, if there's no alignment in, in what story you want to tell and what your followers want to hear, then it's there's just... A dis there's, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. And where there's disconnect, obviously there is no connection. And connection is what's going to bring you the business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, oh, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. So, Zach, Zakia? Zakia. Hey, Zakia Hassan. Hassan. Did I, did I get it right? Hey, Zakia. Right. Another one of Zakia. my academy members. You work for Sandals. I'm currently working on a destination wedding for a client with Sandals, booked directly with Sandals. How do I add a fee into this? Does Sandals allow you to add a fee? Now, mind you, <laughs> Nicole is not that's, currently that's, working with Sandals. That's between you and your client, okay? That's, yeah. between, that's not something that Sandals recommends or not recommend. What they give you that their end of the bargain is done there, okay? They give mm -hmm. you whatever price you need to offer your clients, and it's done there. Whatever fee you add on, it's completely up to you. But I do say that you have to be able to explain the value behind the fee. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Right, have to explain it. But yeah, you have to. One of the key words is the C word, confidence, friends. Right. If you're if you're going to charge a fee, if it's not, if you can't bake it in to the price, yeah. and you're going to say my fee is this, mm -hmm. if you don't say it with confidence. OK, uh, with steadfast resolve that, hey, you want me, you pay this. Now, don't use that attitude. I'm just um, exaggerating here. But as confidently an example, and nicely is right. how you're going to do that. But you have to be able to establish your value and also know that there may be a couple pushbacks. There may be some pushback in a fee that you're charging. And you have to be able to confidently withdraw that, you know, whether you're you're ending the relationship or you're going back to the drawing board and see how you can, you know, you can work with that client. That's completely up to you. But whatever whatever route you take, just know that you are not being defensive right. in your offer. You're not defending the yes. fee. You're showing the value. You are never ever defending the fee. You're doing the complete opposite. You're showing the value of the fee. And the way you put the way you when when you do it like that, it comes over better. Right. Yes. It, it comes and people are more willing to accept the fee when you're not defending it, but showing the value of it. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. I'm going to read, some, read something here from Mitch for a second, but it reminds me, Nicole, of when when I'm asked for a quote to do a keynote or a workshop. I have I have a, a set fee, and the, when I first started in the speaking business, it was the hardest thing in the world to tell somebody. And when I first started off, I was five thousand dollars. Yeah, I I, I it couldn't I yeah it couldn't come out of my mouth. And then when the client said, "Okay, send me the contract," uh, boy, did I do a dance. A I know. Dance. But but now I've learned to to say my fee with with confidence and conviction that it's good news it's not bad it's news. news it's good news, it's good news. and i've had i've had similar situations to whether it is speaking or some other contractual thing that i'm putting together and i put you know i will put it together and i would leave it for a couple of days without sending it and i think about it and there was this one particular speaking opportunity and i thought about it and thought about it and the next day i said you know what i'm doubling that <laughs> <laughs> because when I think about my value and I think about what I'm bringing and yes, this keynote may take me an hour, but it's my 15, 20 years of experience that I'm putting into this one hour. It is my yes. it is my ability to motivate you and inspire you and to hold you accountable that I'm putting in this hour. So what is the ROI that you're expecting from me? Right. The ROI is going to be this. Well, I'm a small percentage of that ROI that's going to come. And so I doubled it and I doubled it and they were like, OK. <laughs> and I was like, wow, blown away. Right. But it's the same thing for you guys. Think about the ROI of adding a fee, the ROI of presenting this price to someone. The ROI is not necessarily is not always tangible. The ROI is going to be is going to be in the form of memories, of emotions, of of connections, of of hanging out with you know family, friends, destination weddings. 
you and I talked about this, a pickleball tournament, okay? Right. It is, what are the, what's the ROI? The ROI is not a tangible thing, probably not, but it's going to be an ROI of lifetime memories and warm thoughts that you're giving to these people. So think mm -hmm. about it that way. And, and, and if you had to put a price tag on it, like what would mm -hmm. that price tag be? You know, I remember uh, taking my family to Italy for the first time, and I, it was their, it wasn't their first time to Europe because they've done England a few times, but it was a, my, you know, non-England European trip, mm -hmm. and um, I wasn't sure how it's gonna go, right? And and I, I, the kids, right? They were probably I don't know, 11, 12, and six at the time or something like that. And when I looked at how much I paid for that villa, at first I was like, oh my god, oh no, right? We're going to Europe with kids; it's gonna be awful, right? <laughs> but when I when I when I look back and I think about the memories and the laughter and how much they kids because they brought some of their friends along too and how much they made connections there and like I could cry just thinking about it. And now that I look back at it, I would have paid double what the, the fee that the travel agent charged me. I would have paid double, right? Just for that. So think of the ROI that you're offering. And again, when you're thinking about your fee. I mean, if your fee is $500, come on, you are probably going to give them more emotional connection than what $500 is worth. So yes, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, that was good. And I just want to say that I don't know how many, if, if you out there have ever considered or are doing a, uh, what's the word, like a concierge, you're a concierge uh, uh, advisor where you're charging annual fee. I have met in my tenure in this business, travel advisors who charge an annual fee and 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 the advisor says, hey, I only work with X amount of uh, clients every year, but you you got me 24 seven. Yeah. I'm your your guy. I'm your gal. And that's it. They just charge us this fee, which is super. That's cool. it. Super cool. But they also have to have confidence in your ability too, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they have to have confidence that you're going to do what's best for them. And that is where that is where the client comes in. Because, I mean, I, there are a couple of travel agents that I use for different reasons. And I'll call up one travel agent and be like, hey, book me here. Just do what you need to do. Whatever it is, just let me know, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to be involved in the planning. Just let me know when, where, and what time, okay? Because I have confidence in what they're about to give me because I know that they know me, they know what I need, and they're not doing anything based on their necessary, their, 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 their costs are covered, their fees are covered, but they're giving me what I need, not necessarily what they want to give me. Yes, and yeah. isn't, that, isn't that what every advisor should be aiming for, yeah. is to have a client that has so much faith, so much trust, so much comfort, yeah. so much confidence that they say, yeah. hey, we're ready to go, do me a favor, these are the dates. Take care of it. Because take care of it. at the end of the day, friends, they're hiring you to take control. Yes. If you're not comfortable taking control and you're in the wrong business, yeah. then you're just an you're just an order taker. You're, you're an order taker. That's it. Uh, That's it. I mean, going back to my family trip as well, and we, you know, every year we do a, a European trip and um and it's it's a, it's a bunch of people. I mean, we go, because some of the friends, some of our, I mean, our kids get to bring like one or two of their friends and sometimes the friend's parents come along. And mm -hmm. some, you know, it's gone from 13, 14, 15 people, right? And um, we don't just do Europe, we do other parts of the world as well. And this year, 2020, you know, I threw three countries at my travel agent that I used for this particular trip. I said, okay, France, England, Scotland. Okay, you figure out where we're gonna do. We're gonna wanna be we wanna do two out of the three. You let right. us know. And it was just a matter of here's where you're gonna go, here's what you're gonna do. She had narrowed it down to England and France. And I did not go back and say to her, why not Scotland? Because I trusted her. Yes. Right? I said, yes. here's the three, choose two out of the three. We have two weeks done. I mean, granted, 2020 happened, we didn't go. We're pushing it back to another year, but still, you know. Um you just have to, they have to be able to trust you and know that you're going to do what's best for them. And if you give your clients, well, uh, let me just tell you this, Nicole. I don't, we, we all tend to call everybody who work with as a client and that couldn't be further from the truth. There's, a, there's four right. buckets here and my boot campers know this. Let me just remind you all. A client is somebody who's already paid in full. They haven't traveled yet. They paid in right. full, haven't traveled yet. 
that's the only person you get to call a client. After they come back from their trip, they're no longer a client. They're called an unclient. And it's your ah. job to get them to be a client again. Now, the other bucket is just a follower. They never book with you. There's nothing going on, but they follow you. They're on your list, and it's your job to engage and say, hey, call me when you're ready. Let's get going here and, you know, market to them and keep them in the fold. And then yeah. the other final bucket is the prospect bucket, means that they're talking to you. It's, an, it's a sale in progress. Maybe they've deposited, maybe not. And I don't remember why I went down this rabbit hole, but thanks to Stu, I'm going to read Mitch's comment here. This is, we have got to stop depending on others controlling our revenue. One unique resource we have is ourselves. Sell mm. yourself and experience first. The booking will happen because they believe in you. Yeah. Well said, Mitch. Mitch, you well got to do said. your own podcast, man. That's pretty good. That's, <laughs> uh, That's very quotable. I would put that on a sticker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buffy says, thanks for, for the advice. Sell the dream, not the responsibility. She said yeah. that was priceless. Let's see. I'm going to read something here from Dorothy. My first large group was an Elvis group, complete with our own tribute artist. I did not charge extra. Sold enough that our stateroom was covered, but wow, I was not nearly compensated enough for all the effort and late nights and running that I did. Mistake learned, LOL. Mm-hmm. Does everybody but hear you know that? What? And that's fine too, right, Stuart? I mean, you learn, like you, you live and you learn and just know that you're not gonna get it right from the very beginning. I mean, heck, you may not get it right halfway through your career, but you're aiming towards perfection and, and, that's, yes. and that's all you need. And, it, and it's, just, it's something that, I talk about quite a bit, whether it's with my clients or my followers or my on clients, now that I'm using your terms, I talk about just, just doing the darn thing, man. Just, just, just do it. Just show up and just do it and stop overthinking it. If you find yourself worrying about how much should I charge? What should my fee be? Should it be 500, 800 or 8,000? And you're thinking about that for a couple of weeks, my gosh, just put something out there, right? Just, mm -hmm. I would rather you just get started because we talked about this, Stuart, about failing sooner. Fail mm -hmm. faster. The yes. faster you fail, the sooner you can get to a positive outcome, right? But don't spend two or three weeks thinking about it. Put a fee out there now. Be comfortable with it. Sell it confidently. Don't second guess yourself because you know that what you're going to be learning now, you're not going to fail. You're going to learn, right? And then you can take apply that to the next thing that you do. But you can't apply it until you do it which is why yes. you have to start now. Yes. So. Speaking yeah. speaking of doing it, one of the questions I had for everybody, and please, would, would you share? Would you share here? I'm going to try to keep up and read this. I mentioned I would do this earlier. What in 2020, regarding your business, friends, all my advisors out there, what did you do in 2020 that you're really, really proud of accomplishing in your business? That if it wasn't for the pandemic or Maybe you had it, it was on your agenda, on your vision board to do anyway. But would you state one thing that you did that you're really proud of that you can't call your clients and tell them, hey, look what I did, because they're going to be like, uh, OK, but you can tell us because, you know, this is our little this is our little community here. And I'd like to read them out loud, uh, Nicole, so we can be yes. inspired. And that's see a great question. Yeah, it would be fun to see. Uh, Michelle says, ha ha, loved your soapbox, Nicole. So see, you want the soapbox and it was love. Uh, Michael Michael says, uh, use the term travel concierge. So he uses the term travel concierge to identify mm -hmm. himself. Um, uh, let's see. Danny said, education. Oh, here we go. It's coming in. Education and pivot. So Danny uh, embarked on uh, a lot of educational opportunities, apparently, and he did some pivoting, which is cool. So I'm going to wait for what everyone. What a great time for a reset, yeah. Stuart, right? Yeah. What a great yeah. opportunity this is, provides to us for a reset, even in my own business. So that's fantastic. Pivoting, great. Yep. I have a question here while everybody's typing it in. Karen had asked this. How often do you think, Nicole, agents need to communicate uh, to potential brides? Uh, uh, after either by email or direct mail after working a bridal show. Okay, so let's say okay. you're working a bridal show to see if you can make some new connections, engage 
Um, mm -hmm. is, is there a sweet sauce there? What do you, you know, um, any thoughts about yeah, these bridal shows? Yeah, so I mean, I've done hundreds of bridal shows in my day, right? As a started as a BDM and even as a director, I attended some bridal shows. Um, there are two things, two ways to communicate directly after a bridal show. The, who asked this question, Stuart? Karen. Karen, Karen. D. Karen. Mm -hmm. So Karen, there are two ways. Um, number one, you know you're going to get the full bridal list, the full list of everyone who attended the show, right? That's your secondary contact. That's not the list that you're going to email first. The list that you're going to email first, hopefully, Karen, you have some form of call to action or way to accept information or leads at your booth. Whether you are scanning them as they come through or you're having them fill it out while they're talking to you or they're giving you one of those stickers that a lot of bridal shows do these days. You're having individual conversations with these folks. So you know that they're getting married in Oregon and they want to, you know, um, they want to uh, go on a honeymoon in Hawaii or they want a destination wedding at so and so. You've already acquired all these personal details from these people. You know their names, you know their fiance's name. I mean, their mom or grandparent or dad or someone's with them. You have all these personal information. That is what we're calling a hot lead. And those are the people who you're going to email first. You're going to say, hey, Stuart, hey, Nicole, thank you so much for stopping by my booth today at the Whatever Bridal Show this this today. you Hopefully, if you're not tired and if you're not too tired, you might want to email them that night, okay? Or first thing the next morning. It was great talking to you and, you know, how exciting that you're getting married in Oregon. I've always wanted to go to Oregon. Um, as we talked about, you want to, you know, get have a have a honeymoon in Hawaii. It's also one of my favorite destinations, and here's why. And here's why your fiance Stuart, you're not getting married now, by the way, Stuart. Here's why your fiance Stuart <laughs> would enjoy this because it has golfing and it has all the things that he's looking for. So you're gonna get personal with those hot leads, okay? That's the first set of email that you're going to send. Everyone else on the list, you can wait a day or so, okay? Now. The entire list, Karen, what's going to happen is you're going to send what is called a welcome email sequence. So this is where there is no ask, right? The only ask and specific information you're asking for are the people who you spoke to directly because they requested a quote. They gave you information. They gave you dates. They gave you locations. You can go directly into direct information with those people. Everyone else, you're giving them a chance to get to know you. So your welcome sequence can consist of anywhere between three and five emails where you're talking about who you are, what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it. You're asking them questions to engage with you as well. But don't forget, in both of these lists, you're also having another call to action. So something else that I suggest is putting together a consumer event, whether it's in person or via webinar about a week or two after the bridal show, you need to do, you need to have an, a several touch points, right? Another great touch point is to invite them back to an event that you're hosting, whether you're talking about Hawaii or you're talking about the Caribbean or you have someone from the Grenada Tourist Board on with you your destination, a supplier, you're having a conversation, invite them to come back and watch that for another touch point with you. So I hope that helps. I, I think that's great. I love the concept of mm -hmm. having a follow-up, uh, a call to action, something something that they can commit to. I have yeah. known so many advisors who attend shows, whether it's a bridal show or any other, you know, kind of an expo. And it, it's, to you know, it's, too much emphasis on giving out cards and trying to get mm -hmm. people to sign up and giving out lollipops out of a fishbowl versus, hey, next week I'm having a virtual thing and we're going to talk about this, that, right. or the other thing. And, right. and that's how you really engage, you know, that's slowly how you really but surely. Engage. And I'm going to tell you that 90% of the business that you're going to get from a bridal show or another consumer event are going to be from the people who stop by your booth from the people yeah. who had an actual conversation with you. That's going to be 90% of your business. So why not start with those people first? Those are the people who need your immediate attention. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And if it's that night, 
every minute that goes by, they begin to drift away and they may be, yes. uh, their attention may go to another advisor. So mm -hmm. time is of the essence. All right. So time believe it or not, we've got two minutes left. I'm going to read. It's amazing. We could talk for yeah. hours. Uh, well, I'm going to read these achievements right here, right now. Remind everybody that uh, I'll be doing these live recordings, Jan 7, Jan 21, and Feb 4. My boot campers know it. You're always in. If you are not in boot camp, want to be uh, in the audience, just let me know. I'll send you the invite. Uh, I'll be on Nicole's show this second. The eight. I don't remember. The eight. There you go. All right, here we go. Uh, Kyle rebranded his logo colors defined his niche and created a system for attracting his ideal what? clients beautiful here here Perfect. i want to clap every time but we're going to save our applause for the end yes. karen d holding zoom meetings with interesting uh, on interesting topics example galapagos with great suppliers Ooh. it has inspired me to do more in 2021 michelle uh this is michelle s that we have a michelle p2 i invested uh, in travelify to streamline streamline my fit itineraries and final docs so i'm not reinventing the wheel with each and every client here here organization here, here. efficiency mitch uh got vta and rewired my business to fit my business goals and to have fun while doing it. Keyword Love fun. Michael K, uh, taking the time to learn Italian. Cool. <laughs> Michael oh. K, I'm trying to learn Portuguese here. Not that we can talk to each other in those languages, but I, I'm doing that too. That's fantastic. That's actually a language I want to learn because it sings. I just can't wait. And I talk with my hands. So I'm halfway there. Um, Buffy says, I volunteered for a senior group, getting seniors on Zoom and hosting various groups online. That nice. made me feel great. And then also led to some great connections for future groups. So Buffy, you put yourself in opportunities way. Great stuff. Nice. Impressive. Linda W, education and an electronic newsletter. So ah. th those are beautiful. Um, and Michael K came back and said that he learned Italian because Italy is his niche. Love it. Uh, what beautiful. I love that. Debbie says developing a niche. Finally, a faith based travel. Finally, in parentheses, nice. also started a new business with a resource that will help travel agents quickly identify the best resort for their clients. Ooh. Yeah, slash prospects and she's getting ready to launch soon so she's got a startup coming dorothy says been doing quite a bit of training so i'm 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 uh, uh i'm the go-to person currently working on my certified autism travel professional designation Ooh. awesome dorothy we wish you the Love very that. best in that pursuit doreen says i'm only reading fast because we're, we're at time doreen <laughs> says i discovered my niche groups yay my specialization within my niche, faith-based travel and river cruises, and joined your boot camp, Stuart. Great webinar nice. today. Nicole is awesome. Isn't that, oh, isn't that thank sweet? You. That's so sweet. And Karen said, in this COVID life, I'm going to be doing Zoom meetings with my BDM for sandals. So there Ooh. you go. And the last one I see here is a Joanne Eventbrite and Zoom to hold group travel sessions. So she's using Ooh. Eventbrite and zoom two different applications and this is exciting nicole any quick parting words for our our dear friends who have uh given oh us oh my goodness time? listen here's my parting word first and foremost it's been a tough year for everyone so first let's pat ourselves on the back congratulations to you like you made it because as you as we all know many travel agencies did not make it right Throughout. So you made it. So imagine like I, you're only going to go up from here. And I'm so excited to see your journey. Like you got this. Like I'm giving you a fist bump here. Okay. You got this. You got this. And just use this opportunity again to be the face of your brand. Show up a little bit more as you. Infuse yourself into your brand. Have confidence in what you offer because it makes a difference. People can tell, know or know whether they're going to book with you based on the confidence that you put out there and everything that you offer. Just know that I got you and I'm rooting for you. That's it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful words. Nicole, thank you so very much for, for being here together. I had I, I the second time with you and it's just so much fun. Your smile is <laughs> contagious. 
thank you for your positivity. I promise next time I'm going to wear something vacation-y. Deal. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Nicole, we're wishing you the very best of uh, healthy, happy holidays. And everyone who's on right now, thanks for giving us your time. We hope we gave you a little bit of lift. And as my grandma Ava would always say at the end of every phone conversation, just be well, darling. Just be just, well. Oh, love that. Thanks for having me, Stuart. Bye.